Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> How y'all doing today? Are all our cretins? Is yeah. that who you're asking? That's, they, yeah, I guess they can't really reply at the moment. Huh? <laughs> right, but, yeah. Uh, we'll feel it in spirit you know, a week from now. Well, you know, if they're listening live, they can go to the, uh, the chat now uh, on the uh, main uh, Brewing Network page, uh, www.thebrewingnetwork.com, and jump in there and... Uh, doesn't require any password or even your real name. You can get in there and uh, chat with other folks during the show. And uh, Justin's there watching what you say. And uh, you can even kind of interact with the show through there. So uh, kind of a cool way to do it. And uh, you could respond to uh, Palmer's question of uh, how y'all doing. There you go. Yeah. Right. If there's anybody really out there. There are. There are. They're out there. And it's probably just Bevo. <laughs> yeah, Pivo, Pivo loves us, I think. She's a big Jamil and Palmer fan. Yes, yeah. of course. She came by the show yesterday. She's a classy lady, that's why. <laughs> she came by the show yesterday, brought her new baby. Yeah. Oh. And uh, baby's looking good. Oh, did we get, send her a, uh, a onesie? A heretic onesie? That says, oh, you got to do that. She needs that. Yeah, didn't we? Didn't I drop it off or? I can't remember now. I'm supposed to send her one. It says, uh, be a heretic, don't drink ordinary milk. <laughs> oh, you got it. She'll love it. You know what else you got to send her is, is a bottle of that beer that you bottled up today because oh, yeah. uh, she's she's back. You know, she's off the wagon, <laughs> so she's back in action. Nice. Yeah. What'd you bottle up today? Bottled up uh, Evil Cousin, the double IPA, and Evil Twin, the uh, West Coast Red, or sort of West Coast Red. Not really, you know. It's kind of kind of a tweener. It's in there on the the darker end of the spectrum. Yeah, that's a close description, though. West Coast Red. That's what I thought. Close, close yeah. enough. Yeah. Who really cares? Send her a bottle of that. She'll love it. It's good stuff, yeah. though. With cool. the onesie wrapped in a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Send her a case, and maybe she'll put on the onesie. <laughs> That'd be something to see. <laughs> she is looking. Uh, she's looking quite milfy now that she's a mama. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like it's uh, feels like it's coming on winter time. Yeah. So what'd you do? Did you spend all day bottling today, Jamil? Now that you're a working yeah. man, yeah, most of the day. Yeah. Uh, and I get people though. You do? Yeah, I get people. <laughs> oh, that's know, good. But you got volunteers helping out, or no? I actually pay people. Oh, you do? Yeah, dude. You got you're not following the the BN handbook. <laughs> the BN handbook and volunteers. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, I, can, I can picture Jamil running around the brewery with a bunch of those little yellow guys with one eye, you know, little minions from Despicable <laughs> Me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how we do it. 
put the beer in the bottles, cap it up, and off it goes. So what was it? You, uh, of course, your brewer. Chris. Chris. Uh-huh. And uh, who else? JP. JP came by. And, All right. Uh, helped out. He Made was very, very helpful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It was, it was great. And we used uh, a mobile bottling service. Ron uh, uh, Gregerson. Who's uh, he does it for a lot of different breweries, uh, Drakes and Speakeasy, and he did, earlier today he did Rubicon and okay, um, yeah, he's been doing it for like fifteen years. Really knows his stuff. Busy guy. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Absolutely a fantastic service. I can highly recommend. Uh, very pleased with the uh, results. So, how, how much beer did you bottle today? Thirty-two barrels. Wow, uh-huh. that's not inconsiderable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but I, I thought about it today, and I realized that I had still bottled more beer myself with a single counter-pressure filler <laughs> and a Blickman beer gun in 12-ounce bottles than we bottled today. Really? Yeah. Of You mean in your life as a home brewer? Oh, yeah. As yeah. a home brewer, I, yeah. I did, you know, like at least ten or 12,000 bottles. Wow. Easy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, wore out one of those wing cappers, or Liz did. Yeah, and uh, and some people were telling me, no, you can't wear out a wing capper. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little bell gets you know worn out and expands. You know, it takes eight thousand bottles, but they do wear out. I thought you'd have been using the Blickman beer gun today. I didn't know you were so big that you have the. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. What I did is have a mobile bottler come in. Right. He brings a beer gun and you know, <laughs> yeah, he does. does yeah, we stand there and watch. Well, that gun's it. nice, so it's it high is. quality. We're actually using the Blickman beer gun for um, uh, bottling our samples, or we have been for for our sample beers for a while. We actually bottled our GABF entries with the Blickman beer gun. We bottled. Uh, we entered uh, uh, the uh, Alpha King challenge and bottled with the beer gun. Wow! And then we're really pleased with the results. Chris had never used one before, and uh, you know he. Uh, he figured it out. Figured it out, and uh, <laughs> he was, you know, he, when he told me uh, about it, he's like, you know, I really like that beer gun. Works great. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he, you know, he, he was thinking it was going to be a pain in the ass, but uh, well, know, he doesn't want to so do thirty-two barrels of it, right? But, right uh, for right. samples in competition, that sounds good. Right, right. Well, and I'm thinking, you know, we might actually uh, do something like that with lots and lots of volunteers. <laughs> Get, I'll get like you know twenty beer guns, and we'll give it a tank for some of the uh, like the miscreant, you know, the sours and stuff. We might uh, okay, might end up doing that way. I don't know. That's, that's kind of how I picture that phone call going to, to John. Oh, yeah, hey, um, John Blickman. So listen, I kind of need about thirty of those beer guns. <laughs> what? It's not part of the deal. <laughs> uh, I need to do lots of experimentation. Uh, you know, a little more, uh, a little more testing. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm sure he, you know, at the very least, cut me a good deal. He's a, he's a great guy, and uh, he's, uh, you know, just been a wonderful sponsor for this show. And uh, yeah. he really, you know, cares about the homebrew community and uh, uh, really cares about quality beer, quality products. And uh, uh, it's really just uh, really cool to have him as a sponsor. So uh, if you get a chance, you should uh, go by. Well, if you get a chance, please. Come on. All right. Drop what you're doing. You got, you got a go. chance right now. Yeah, you got a chance right now. What I mean, what are you doing? You listen to me? 
Yeah, come on. <laughs> Go to engineering.com, Blickman with two N's, and uh, check it out. They got uh, a lot of really cool stuff, and he's coming out with neat stuff uh, all the time. If you haven't been to the website in a little while, Go back and check it out because there's always something new coming up on BlickmanEngineering.com and uh, lots of new products. At the very least, send him an email and tell him how much you appreciate uh, that he pays for the show so you don't have to. And uh, it really makes a difference to us. So uh, please uh, you know, show show some return kindness to uh, Blickman Engineering. And bottle some good beer with the Blickman Beer Gun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I use it. You know, we're using it at Heretic, so... Uh, if it's good enough for Heretic, <laughs> right. it's certainly good enough for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> All right. So what's our uh, what's our request uh, today? Well, guys, Matt uh, from Montrose, Minnesota wrote in this week, and he says, Could you guys do a show about findings and clarifiers? I can't seem to find the uh, definitive information on what agents work best for what and how to prepare all the different types of finding agents. So I'm interested in all the different ones and how they work, uh, but I'm also specifically interested in Polyclar 730, which is a blend of Polyclar and Silica. This seems to be the perfect finding agent. But there's very little homebrew information on this, and I can't seem to find it sold anywhere in less than 22-pound packages. Love the show. Listen all the time from Matt. Uh, so findings is your topic today, guys. All right. Well, and that's something that... Uh has taken on a bigger role for me, you know. I, I uh, as a home brewer, I tend to almost never use findings. I mean, I did in some cases, and then I just decided to let time be my finding. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've used Isinglass a few times, but mm-hmm. well, we we just uh, prepped a, a firkin for uh, stone, and we got another firkin for uh, rock and brews, and so we're using um, kind of the powdered uh, instant Isinglass for those oh, yeah. and you, you know the, one of the reasons you use isinglass because it'll resettle if you disturb it it resettles again and like gelatin won't so one of the reasons let's do this let's take a, a short break and when we come back um, we can kind of get more into you know what uh, what findings you might use in s- different situations what uh, what things uh, you might uh, want to look out for and just you know how you decide between one, one finding and another all right back after this When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. Fine, just do it. <laughs> just do what? Fine. <laughs> Fine? Oh, Fine. fining. Yeah, just do it. All right, so, um, John, what... Uh, what is fining? Well, it's uh, it's what you do to clear haze and and or yeast out of your out of your beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I guess the tr- a, lot of, a lot of the traditional findings occurred in English cask ales. Um, they you know these these ales were served uh, fresh. After a couple weeks, um, you know, they were given a dose of uh, coisin or uh, sugar to carbonate them, and 
um, because they were carded around, served fresh, they would uh, add isinglass to the casks to help you know settle the yeast to get a clear clear pour. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned earlier, you know once if you move a keg around like that, it'll resettle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why on God's earth they picked fish guts to add to the beer to get the to get the stuff to, the yeast to settle out? I don't know, mm-hmm. but it worked. Right. Um, and uh, so yeah, f- um, that's that's your traditional findings is uh, a way to you know add uh, use an additive to get the yeast to flocculate better, help them mm-hmm. get settle out, settle out some of the haze. Um, today we have findings that can uh, be selective. Uh, you have um, plastic dust, you have uh, silica. <laughs> um, and uh, Irish moss is another that's called a kettle findings because you do it in the brew kettle as opposed to the uh, maturation tank or the, the fermenter mm-hmm. or the serving tank. Um, but all of these agents work to um, chemically or electrostatically uh, latch on to the haze particles and help them settle out a solution. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's the kettle findings, you know, Irish moss and things like, you know, whirl flock and other things um, that, you, that you would add to the kettle. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about you've, you've, you've done your brewing and now uh, you've got your beer and it's not quite as clear as you'd like and you want to settle out the, the, the various materials in there. And then mm-hmm. there's... Um, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, natural findings, and there's um, you know more man-made. man-made artificial findings, right? Mm-hmm. And the findings that you're adding, there's um, these haze-forming items in there, either yeast or proteins or tannins or whatever, protein-tannin complexes, right. and they have a different charge on them, negative or positive, right? Right, and what you're adding kind of gloms on, or they they you know like magnets. These little particles that you're adding of findings, they you know attract to the various things. So you need to kind of know. Um, and then when they attract to these various things, they form larger clumps, and the larger clumps settle faster and drop out of solution. Right. 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 So you kind of need to know then what the haze is. Is it like a positively charged particles or negatively charged particles? Is that true? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's true. You have you have all kinds of different hazes that you can have in the beer. Um, you can have a starch haze um, from, say, you know, unmalted wheat or a poor mash conversion. Um, you can have um, hazes from too much protein. You can have hazes from too much uh, polyphenol, um, which can come from your, from your hop cone husks or your grain husks, depending on uh, you know what, what your source is. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of these each of these types of hazes um, has a particular finding that works best for it. And you're right. The, each of these each of these substances, the reason the finding different findings work better than others is due to their electrical charge. Um, the and I'm trying to recall quickly which is which. I believe the yeast are positively charged, and uh, as I try to find that data point. 
And so if didn't, it's didn't positively charged, anyway, yeah, but you, you want to... So you, you've got you've, your yeast cells um, and your proteins um, are positively charged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, your findings like uh, Irish moss, carrageenan, mm-hmm. or um, the... Um, what's another protein? The silica... Um, are negatively charged, and so you get electrostatic attraction, hydrogen bonding mm-hmm. um, between these materials. And um, as these as these particles, these you know micro-sized particles, agglomerate and kind of uh, bond, you know, drift closer and bond together, um, it helps them give enough, give them enough mass where they eventually settle out. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's uh, funny in a way because it is uh, the proteins and the tannins that uh, they also attract and, and uh, you know form. It's when they attract the and they form right. a, a a larger um, particle that you actually see it as haze. If they stayed apart, there wouldn't be any haze, right? They'd be so small you wouldn't be able to see them. It's not necessarily an issue. It's right. when they actually do attract that you end up. With, with enough of a haze, and then I guess what you're trying to do with the findings is make it a big enough particle that'll drop out, right? Yeah, where, where gravity can take over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's part of the problem. I mean, some of these um, these, poly, these polyphenols are, are very small. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, not, they're not large tannins. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're less than microscopic size, or, and they're essentially soluble. Um, but by... Uh, but over time, they will they will bond with protein and become slightly insoluble mm-hmm. at cooler temperatures, and this is what we refer to as chill haze. And so you'll in, at cold temps, you'll see the haze in the beer. As you warm it up, these weak hydrogens bonds break up, and both the proteins and the polyphenols become soluble again. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back into solution and it disappears. So you can use. Um, uh, different materials like the silica, like the the polychlor, PV, PV, PP dust, plastic dust. Um, the PVPP attaches to polyphenols. The silica attaches to the proteins, and uh, you can you know get a, a synergistic effect to remove haze by using a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. There's no danger of. You know, using a positively charged and a negatively charged fining and having that react together and, and not having the effect? Or do you add them at different stages? Oh. You add one first and then the, then yeah, the second one? Yeah, uh, typically, well, you can, you can do it either way. I mean, there's some, some formulations uh, you can add, uh, it, add it in one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other formulations, um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, super fine, something like that. A, a, you know, term a trade name, mm-hmm. but what that is, it's a combination of the silica, um, and they give it a, a trade name, uh, carousel, something like that. And Clearasil, then, uh, yeah, they, yeah, you know, yeah, and then uh, doesn't work. Uh, a different, <laughs> a different um, type of uh, uh, polyphenol attractor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, perlite as opposed to silica. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, uses silica, and then the other thing is chitinase. There's, there, that's what it is. Chitinase is um, a 
a polymer uh, kind of protein kind of thing, kind of like uh, fingernail keratin, um, kind of like collagen, uh, kind of like gelatin. It's in that same family of materials, um, and it works to attract the uh, polyphenols. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in that case, in that particular one, you and it's used a lot in the wine industry. You add the the one uh, chemical first. I believe it's the uh, the chitinase first, and then add the silica uh, afterwards. Um, and you strip out both materials that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, both the polyphenols and the proteins. The the thing when you're using all these materials, though, you have to be. Uh, you, there's a little bit of experimentation involved because it's. You know, your best results, your optimum results, where you don't strip out too much of the uh, proteins that can lead to, you know, haze uh, retention issues, or sorry, foam retention issues, mm-hmm. um, and the like, and uh, stripping out, you know, some character of the beer, some of the dryness of the beer, whatever. Yeah, you, so you, you've got to dose the right amount mm-hmm. and, uh, and then be able to extract it. Um, so finings can have a flavor impact on your beer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just like I really like filtering. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's the same sort of uh, mechanism, really, where you're you're selectively removing uh, components of the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you remove too much, or you filter too much, you know, too too small a pore size, mm-hmm. um, you can end up. But you know, not ruining the beer, but changing the character of the beer. And if you've done the experimentation and know that for this recipe, um, you use this much fining or this much filtration, mm-hmm. then and you're saying, okay, this is the beer I want to serve. You know, and you do it consistently, then you've you know you've got a, a good product that way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and and if you're um you know, finding correctly, you know, let's say you pull yeast out. The yeast can have a kind of a bitter, yeasty kind of character in some yeah. beers, and you don't want it in there. And, and when the yeast drops, it actually, uh, you know, is a nicer beer. So, yeah. um, you, it takes a lot of uh, um, hop oils and, and uh, alpha out with it. You can have some mm-hmm. stronger, bitter flavor with the yeast in. Mm-hmm. Now... Um, is there, you know, well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, um, you know, the temperature for fining, the amounts for fining. Um, maybe we get into some, some specific examples. Uh, I know there's the fining tests where you have graduated cylinders and you test various amounts, things like that, right? Right. All right, let's take a short break, and we'll talk about that when we get back after this. <laughs> What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious devils on horseback. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, 
breweries, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. This has been a big year for us. We've just celebrated our 21st birthday and we've been voted best home brew shop in Australia. We reckon that makes us pretty much the best brew shop in the Southern Hemisphere. 
Now we've got the ultimate fix for all you space poor, time poor and lapsed brewers. The all-in-one Braumeister is now grain and grape and it's a beauty. There are 20, 50 and 200 litre systems. It lets you complete a temperature controlled mash, boil and cool, all within the same stainless steel mains powered unit. So if you live in an apartment, you don't have the time to complete a traditional brew day or just plain lazy, you can be brewing beautiful all grain beer more quickly than ever. We're also now making our own range of small batch fresh work kits on the 200 litre system right here in the warehouse. Just one last thing. Mention the Brewing Network next time you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order of up to 15 kilos. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zainashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right. You know, while we were at uh, GABF uh, this year in October, we uh, one of one of the guy came one of the guys a guy came up to me and was telling me about this uh, uh, better beer scores. Uh, this beerjudgeeducation.com. They, uh, uh, it was really cool because uh, the guy was telling me, you know, he had uh, listened to the Jamel show and learned about, you know, all the various styles and how he thought that was a great resource. And uh, he and a bunch of other educators kind of got together and they set up this website where you they actually do online classes. And I get people emailing me all the time saying, yeah, I want to become a BJCP judge. How do I go about and do it? I think I got one just recently saying uh, to the Bruce Strong uh, email address. If you oh, have yeah, questions that. for us, Bruce Strong at uh, com. you can ask us uh, Q&A questions or uh, you know give us uh, ideas for show topics. But um, one guy was asking, you know, how do I, you know, I'm busy, I'm a dad, I'm, you know, I got to work. How do I, you know, become a BJCP judge? Uh Kind of my own time. Well, they've got these classes. Um, you go online uh, at uh, beerjudgeeducation.com, or they're on Facebook as well. And uh, classes are one hundred seventy-five dollars. Um, it's a discount off of uh, the two fifty normal price through the January first of uh, twenty twelve. If you use the coupon code BBS eleven holidays, and uh, what they do is they've got this this fun way of learning about uh, you know becoming a, a BJCP uh, judge. So it prepares you for the exam. They got satisfaction guarantee. And uh, if you don't like the, the course by the end of your sec- second session, you can go ahead and just ask for a refund. So you can try it. And if it's no good for you, you get your money back. And they guarantee success. If you don't pass uh, the BJCP exam, then you can uh, retake the course free of charge. So pretty cool they have these uh webinars where it's not just a canned regurgitation of of junk they uh it's interactive you've got a, an actual teacher there to uh kind of work you through it so very cool i, I think it's a great idea i haven't uh yeah, it's you know, tried it myself but i think uh you know i worked in uh the computer uh, based training field for for many years and uh I, I'm a big proponent of that, so I think it's uh, kind of cool to see that uh, the BJCP exam is you know coming along the same way, and I think it's a, a great opportunity. 
Well, it's such a hard exam to pass, as it should be. You should have mm-hmm. to know what you're talking about to be BJCP certified. Right. I think it's cool just to have another venue to uh, to get help. It's it's like having a tutor in your uh, in the comfort of your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, and there's other people that are taking the classes, so you kind of think it's mm-hmm. a you know when you're you might be in an area where it's difficult to. Uh, or attend classes, or find anyone that's doing any sort of classes. Yeah, uh, you know, out here in California, it's not not quite as difficult. But yeah, even then, just the timing when I when I yeah, went to to learn, yeah, you know, I made it to a, a class or two, and you know, it was just inconvenient, and you know, I I just ended up having to study on my own, and you know, that was it made it a lot harder. Yeah, than it should have been. Yeah. So if there was something like this, I definitely would have taken advantage of it. I, I guarantee you. So kind of the best of both worlds. You get a you get to study on your own and have a class at, at home. Right. Right. So, so. Uh, what's the coupon code again? Because it's uh, 175 bucks is a discount. Uh, right. Pretty good you, discount you, from 250. Yeah, you're saving yourself 75. It would be 75 dollars. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> I never would have known that. Right. Actually, honestly, so you use the coupon code BBS11 Holidays. Sweet. And if you can't spell holidays, you probably won't pass the BJCP exam, but it's H-O-L-I-D-A-Y. <laughs> That's a good point, too. Yeah. So if you, if you can't spell the coupon code, yeah, it's probably not for you. Save your money. Yeah, com. So check it out. Uh, pretty interesting. I think it's a, a good idea. All right. So uh, we, were, we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, things like temperature, amounts, Finding tests, um, uh, you know, you want to talk about that, or do you want to? You know, I, I guess it, it varies depending on the uh, the type of finding you're using, right, John? Yeah, it does. Uh, there, there's you know general recommendations. Um, I've got I've got a table in how to brew that talks about findings. You know, the Eisen glass and Irish moss and polychlor and all the rest. Um, generally. The recommendation is something like uh, for like polychlor or and silica is six to ten grams per five gallons, mm-hmm. or um, what's another way of saying that? Uh, six six to ten grams per twenty liters is a is a mm-hmm. good conversion. Right, um, grams per liter. There you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, isinglass is uh, usually um, fifteen to sixty milligrams per liter, mm-hmm. or two fluid ounces per five gallons. Um, the, but again, it, you really you have to kind of play around with it um, uh, to determine what, what what works best for a particular recipe, um, because your water chemistry will play into it. The you know the particular uh, the the grain bill will play into it. You know mm-hmm. how much how much polyphenol is there, um, and how much protein. And so you'll need to adjust up or down depending on those numbers. So that's where the fining test comes in. I know for you know commercial brewery, we are using uh, BioFine Clear in our brewery, and um, you know we just kind of have a pretty good idea of you know what it takes. Um, Chris has been using BioFine for a long time, so you know it's, it's no problem. Um, but you can uh, take graduated cylinders, all the same size, and um, you know, measured amount of beer, measured amount of finings, and you try, um, you know, fifty percent less, fifty percent more, and you know whatever your your initial assumption is, and then you see which one clears better uh, at a you know certain pace and all that. 
and uh, which are, it kind of gives you some guidance into what's the ideal amount because too much is no good, too little is no good. You know, there's kind of a, a Goldilocks thing going on, right? Right. The um, and the and the thing about um, I'm not familiar with the BioFine Clear that you use, but uh, is it a is it a PVP silica type fining? Uh, no, I I don't know what's in it. Okay, I know it's I know it's vegan friendly. Ah, well, okay. Um, because with the with the polyclar, I mean, it is it is plastic, micronized plastic dust. Yeah, um, high surface to volume ratio. Micronized plastic dust. Yeah, I, I don't think we put that in. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. And well, and that, you know, I wonder about that too. And I think other people do. I think you know, I I know this is being used and uh, all over, and I'm sure it's perfectly fine. But when mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I was uh, just homebrewing, I was always thinking, well, God, you know, I don't want to put any like plastic dust in my beer and. You know, right. I'm sure it's fine, but you know, do I need to filter it out? Is it really gonna all you know, will this plastic dust just pass through and make my poop all look <laughs> you know, sparkly or you know, what 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 what's the the potential? I mean, are all these things are what, FDA approved or what's no, the, well what's they're the, not they're not FDA FDA approved for ingestion. Uh-huh. Um and so when when you're actually using, I mean, as a professional brewery, when you're using polyclar, mm-hmm. um, they recommend a two-step removal. One where you allow, you know, the bulk of material to settle out, and then you rack away from it, mm-hmm. you know, or, or pump away, from it, and then you, and then they want you to pass it through a DE filter, mm-hmm. a diatomaceous earth or a perlite filter to remove the remainder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and you end up with brilliantly clear beer, whichever what everybody wants. Um, you know, that's that's going the extra, you know, the extra mile to uh, take it out. Um, I think if you know, given the you know the minimal amounts that you're really using, I mean, you know, right, a, a six to ten grams, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which is not very much at all. Uh, well, know, and anybody that has much. like brothers, sisters, or you know, small kids, you know that you can pass like an entire green yeah. army man through your digestive tract. And, yeah, Legos, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah Legos and all that. <laughs> so you can you can move a lot of plastic through the human body without really any, yeah. any difficulty. It's it's a it's a polyvinyl chloride or polyvinyl propanolone. It's hard to pronounce, but it's it's a it's a fairly non-reactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, material, uh, this plastic, this polymer, mm-hmm. but it does cause you know the uh, the proteins to stick to it. Mm-hmm. So there's probably no real harm in it. It's just it isn't uh, anything approved. So right, uh, they they want it filtered out. Yeah. So, but you know, but really, the way the the way they suggest you use it um, in the professional literature is to. You take uh, deaerated water, softened water, so you know, like distilled or near distilled water mm-hmm. that's been boiled to get the, any oxygen and carbon dioxide out, mm-hmm. and then you um, stir that in, make a slurry of it, mm-hmm. and they recommend that you allow an hour for the material to ha- fully hydrate, mm-hmm. you know, fully fully get wet. Um, I mean, sure, when you you probably take first dump it in, it probably just sits there on top. Mm-hmm. You gotta you know mix mix it in and get it 
uh, turn into a full slurry. And then you uh, you can either uh, batch dose it where you pour that, you get that slurry, you know, agitated, mm-hmm. add it to your fermentation tank or your bright tank, um, and then recirculate that tank or, you know, some way of moving the beer around so that you get that slurry mm-hmm. distributed. Mm-hmm. And then they said the, the, con- the actual contact time that's required is only five to ten minutes hmm. um, for it to you know grab onto these uh, haze particles mm-hmm. and help pull them out um, and then uh, you can uh, but you can wait an hour or so or longer all longer periods of time are not uh, detrimental mm-hmm. uh, you can let the stuff settle out rack away from it and then do your polish filter to get all of it mm-hmm. um, I think I think for a home brewer, if you're able to, you know, find it, and I know I'm, I'm pretty sure there's several shops that sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just, you know, let it work and rack away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you let it settle for long enough, um, yeah. and you see brilliantly clear beer, just go ahead and rack that off, and don't worry about what's out at out at the bottom. Right. Okay. Now, um, oh, when and they you also do this, recommend yeah. that you uh, you do it cold. It works best uh-huh. in colder temperatures. That's what I was going to ask. The, the colder, the better? Yeah. Um, one piece of literature here from uh, ISP Polyclar is they, they recommend getting the beer near zero mm-hmm. degrees uh, Celsius. Well, now, now that's not true for every type of fining, right? I, I've read in no, the that's literature for the, where, that's like... that's for the PVPP, uh-huh. the Polyclar. <laughs> for your PP? Yeah. Um, I've I've read uh, you know in the literature for Isinglass, uh, you want to find and and it works better on a rising temperature. You don't want to go beyond a certain temperature because then right. it doesn't work so well. Um, not too low a temperature doesn't work so well, but you want to also do it on a rising temperature. Actually, supposedly works best. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I've I don't know, read it somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> Um, but, but if you if you remember it, I, I believe it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I remember right all here, sorts of things. No, right. I, so I, I'm not. You know, haven't done like all the testing that I had done in the past for all the other stuff that I've talked about. But um, in this case, you know, I believe I've I've seen it. You know, just a number of different times mentioned um, that you know a rising temperature helps with Isinglass. So. Eh, there hmm. you go. Well, and uh, gelatin's another common thing used. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, now that's that's different than Isinglass, but it's also um, can be a, a, a natural product. Yeah, it's it's a it's a you know cow hooves or you know other <laughs> source, but um, yeah, you put it in, uh, and it's very good for taking yeast out of suspension uh-huh. uh, and clearing the beer that way doesn't do as much for proteins uh protein haze mm-hmm. uh, has a sl- has a small effect but it's uh it's, its most significant effect is it's very good at dropping yeast and uh, uh yeah, quite a few homebrewers use that now what about um uh, okay so yeast we talked about starch we talked about uh protein and uh, polyphenol hazes what about um 
when you're making a fruit beer, I know if I'm making like a light color fruit beer and I add, uh, if I uh, heat up my uh, fruit or add fruit to the boil or something like that, it's going to form a, a pectin haze. Right. Now, now, what's that? How do you get rid of a pectin haze? Isn't that different than, than this? Yeah, those, those, those are a little different. Um, the other findings won't touch those. Uh, what you need to do is get some pectinase enzyme. Mm-hmm. And that will break up that uh, that saccharide polymer, and uh, uh, allow you to it basically uh, makes it soluble and and takes it a, and stops being a haze at mm-hmm. that point. So you have a, a a particle in there that the enzyme like uh, the enzymes in the mash break down the starches into sugars. This will break down the the pectin, uh, right. make it soluble, make it, uh, and all of a sudden the haze will go away. Right, and you can get uh, pectinase at uh, your homebrew shop, and a couple drops will do you. Well, there you go. A little dab will do you. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, how about some uh, general guidelines then, how to, how to think about um, uh, the... Uh, different uh, findings and you know yeah. where was where would somebody start where do well, i start i, 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 I see I, I see my beer is hazy what's mm-hmm. the first thing i should do drink it drink it as fast as you can <laughs> don't worry uh, yeah well, think about the style you know where uh-huh. is this haze probably coming from right is it um you i mean a, is your... a massive amount of hopping or you're right. doing a party guile and it's the last uh you know batch and it's you know low gravity and you get maybe a lot of tannins or right or maybe it's from uh you know hefeweizen yeast or something like that or... right a low flocculating yeast that strain that you used and you know um could be that mm-hmm. it could be it could be a starch haze you know if Starting you're if you're brewing an american or... pale ale and and you know, uh, not a massive amount of hops. It's not a, it's not a double or IPA or something. It's just a, a pale ale. Mm-hmm. But then you've got this haze. And, you know, that might that one just may be chill haze. Right. And uh, or you know, if you, if it's a wheat beer, it could be a protein haze mm-hmm. uh, or or a yeast haze. So yeah, think about the style first. You know, where is that most likely coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, you know, try try a finding based on that. Um, mm-hmm. For for yeast, use isinglass or gelatin. Mm-hmm. For a, a wheat beer, protein haze. Um, go with uh, uh, the Irish moss in the kettle or um, a carrageenan um, um, sili- or a silica is also a very good protein binder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the if it seems to be more tannin related, polyphenol related, that's where you'd want to go with your polyclar um, to help to bind that up. So um, that's that's a decision making process. You just gotta you know try and see what works. Um, it's, it's again, it's easier in a, in a professional brewery because you're mm-hmm. you're making that beer every week, right? Right, and you can try out different different uh, different systems and different amounts mm-hmm. and come up with. Uh, you know, a system works really well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take uh, one more short break, and when we come back, we'll get to your questions in the chat after this. 
When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust the top tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future your brewing stand should adapt with you not force you to learn a new process visit blickmanengineering.com today to configure your top tier brewing stand and to find a local blickman retailer you'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price start brewing with blickman from the top tier in a world where everything has been lost what happened to the city it's in ruins only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization (sighs) i need a drink oh no the liquor store has been ransacked you looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, 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 it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has homebrewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. 
White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about finings, uh, uh, post-ferment finings. Yeah, and I think it's a, a good topic because uh, we got uh, quite a it's few questions. It's a fine topic. <laughs> quite a few questions uh, in the chat. But uh, one thing I want you guys all to uh, to remember, we got some great sponsors and uh, and uh, check them all fine out. Fine sponsors. Find some fine sponsors. And, and fellas and gals. Uh, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom, fantasizing, been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And, you know, it's a, a huge amount of items. It's not just uh, one or two. It's uh, lots of their thousands of items. And, and Jamil knows huge. And that's not all... You've been drinking, John. Uh, when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs uh, for a little inspiration. They're DVDs that you choose. It's not, you know, um, some garbage bin that they're that they're giving you. Uh, so you choose uh, three free DVDs for some inspiration, plus a free extra gift, uh, so essential you can't mention it on the air. And to top it all off, they'll throw in free shipping on your entire order. Uh, so check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. You'll get 50%. So you type the, the, the code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. You'll get 50% off one item when you when you use the offer code. Then when you do, you also get three free DVDs, and you get a free extra gift and free shipping. So, you, you know, it's you buy one it's thing, and you get this whole giant bundle of stuff shipped to you free. So uh, check it out. If uh, if you can use the products at uh, adamandeve.com, um yeah, I, I really don't think you can go wrong uh, shopping there. So uh, pretty cool. Just use the offer code J A M I L at adamandeve.com. And if you're uh, you know got one of them fancy smartphones, uh, you can go to the mobile site uh, m and uh, do it all there as well. So check it out. Uh, uh, been a good sponsor for us uh, for for quite a quite a bit of time now. All right, so uh, let's get to those questions in the chat and wrap the show up. Yeah, a bunch of people in the chat tonight, and a lot of good questions about findings. Uh, let's see. First of all, Ellis from Texas wrote in, uh, I've used Irish moss and Werflock. It never seems to settle out in the kettle. It stays a coagulated mass. Uh, so how long should I let wort settle after using findings? And well, is it okay a, if a bunch a- of it, just to follow up, sorry, is it okay if a bunch of it um, does get transferred to primary? Yeah, it's not too bad. You know, generally, depend, it depends on the on the shape of the kettle and the volume of the kettle and all that, of course. But generally, within 20 to 30 minutes, it should all settle out. 
Now, if you're getting kind of a gooey, weird mass, or if, if your beer is really hazy afterwards, you might be using too much. Hmm. Now, uh, a friend of mine, I told him, hey, I really love Whirlflock. It's a fantastic product. I use it all the time. And he used that. He used Irish moss, and then he used, like, too much Whirlflock. And he ended up with a beer that was, like, permanently hazy. Oh, and yeah, it was just you know murky, and so you use one or the other, and use it in the appropriate amounts, and uh, you know then then it should work real well, and you know twenty minutes it should settle out. Okay, Palmer, anything to add to that? Or uh, no, I mean, okay. and it, you know what it, what does carry off carry over, you know, um, should also settle out um, after fermentation as well. Right. Okay. And his follow-up question is, what effect does gelatin have on hop aroma? Does it strip out of the beer like I've read that it does? What do you think of that? I don't know. Yeah, anything's possible. I guess the worry is that part of the particles findings are pulling out are, are hop matter, right? That it might be, add you know, to... Oils mm-hmm. and things like that, but, you know, yeast does too. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a, you know, it's a balancing act. And, you know, uh, and especially if you're doing a lot of dry hopping, how important is beer clarity to you? Yeah. You know, I think for most you know, home brewers and craft brewers, you know, hop aroma and all that is more important than clear beer. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. I think Tasty might say um, that if you find you're missing out on some hop aroma, uh, calculate for that in your recipe and add more hops if you're going right. to use findings, right? right. That's right. right. Sure. So. Uh, okay, uh, Bike Foolery wrote in. Uh, have either of you used Biofine Clear? We use it at uh, Heretic. Okay, what is it? It's a fining. It's just <laughs> a basic fining. Yeah, it's um, I think it's some natural something something vegan friendly. It's not from you know, uh, like uh, fish guts or anything, and uh, uh, works great. Uh, you know, we we have good good success with it. Okay. Um. All right, and a follow-up to that for both of you is, uh, and I think this is a good question, what about bottle conditioning beer after using finings? Will there be enough yeast left in suspension to do bottle conditioning? Depends on what you fine with, but, um, you know, if you're finding out yeast, if you're using a fining that's going to take the yeast out, then definitely you're going to want to add more yeast back to, uh, to bottle condition. Okay. Because it'll pull pretty much all the uh, the vast majority of yeast out, and there probably won't be enough left. All right. Yeah. I'm looking on the web, and it says that Biofine Clear is a um, silicic acid or silica um, type material. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's working by um, uh, pulling out the uh, proteins uh, like... Uh, well, like other silica products. Mm-hmm. So, but it it seems to be silica only, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so there it's it's a fairly inert material, and that's why they they can say it's you know vegan friendly. Mm-hmm. It's because it's it's dirt, <laughs> sand. <laughs> because it's vegan friendly because it's dirt. Oh, it's hippie friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those something. of you who don't bathe, <laughs> fine, clear, All right. No, no animals involved. In okay. Words. And then uh, Bike Foolery's uh, final question is, uh, are yeast enzymes, uh, are there yeast enzymes that break down protein hazes, like those made by uh, White Labs, considering findings? You know, our fine sponsor, White Labs, they make that clarity firm. Mm-hmm. They were giving it away at this year's NHC, I know, just so people can go check it out. Um, 
So, uh, are those? Is that considered a finding to break down protein haze? Uh, an enzyme like that? Uh, I don't know if it's. Well, I don't know if it falls in the technical uh, realm of finding, but um, you know, I think it's a, a great idea if you can, uh, you know, eliminate the problem in a different way. Yeah, I haven't tried it myself, but uh, you know, if I was had time to brew a homebrew batch, I'd definitely <laughs> give it a shot. Give it a yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I, I don't see any reason not to. Okay, well, I, yeah, you know, I think it's. I think it's um, kind of in the, along the lines of uh, your. Uh, oh, it's like the pectinase, or yeah, well, and also the 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 protein um, enzyme. You know, like um, like you get what's a papazin, um, meat mm-hmm. tenderizer mm-hmm. type uh, mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it, it breaks up um, protein and then breaks up protein enhances thereby. Mm-hmm. If you go to whitelabs.com right now, uh, kind of near the top of the page, there's an enzymes button. You can click the enzymes button, and then th- there's a demonstration involving Clarity Firm that you can take a look at, too, hmm. if you want to kind of see things in action. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, okay, how about this one? Hot Rod's in the chat room, and he asked... Well, and, and one thing, you know, uh, you know, somebody was asking about, you know, hop character and things like that. I think one of the advantages, maybe, of the Clarity Firm would be it doesn't affect... You know, um, you're not stripping out uh, materials. Right. What you're doing is breaking it up, mm. make it so more soluble. that it's yeah, it's more soluble. So it stays in solution. It just doesn't form. It's not large enough chunks to to be haze. Okay. Forming. So you know that might be kind of the best of both worlds. I, I really don't know because I haven't used it, haven't looked into it that much. But that might be the best of both worlds because you get rid of the haze, but you're not affecting the flavor. So, yeah, yeah. It might, be, it might be great. Okay. Hot Rod in the chat room wants to know if using finings can hurt you when repitching. Sure. It's it's an interesting question because especially if you have something that, you know, uh, binds to the yeast and, and helps, uh, you know, take the yeast out of solution. But um, and generally, I would think, uh, you know, you might have better performance, you know, if you didn't fine and... Um, you know, and then pitch the yeast. Generally, you know, commercial brewing, they'll harvest the yeast and then they'll fine. So right. it drags the rest of the yeast out, but, you know, they've already harvested the yeast that they're going to pitch. So if you can do that home brewing, I think that's a better way to go. But I've also, I, I just, you know, I really haven't looked into it, but I thought uh, I remember something about um, that repitching that yeast that's been fined out, that the yeast will somehow, you know, become detached from whatever that finding was and they'll go back into you know solution and active and that whole thing it doesn't like permanently uh, uh mess them up so i'm not sure that's really true but i think i remember something along those lines but ideally what you want to do is harvest your yeast first and then then fine all right Secret Lab in the chat room is curious about sanitation and certain findings. He says that some are bulk packaged, like in a nasty warehouse, no doubt, and and say rehydrate in water. Mm-hmm. So I can sanitize the water, but should we worry about the bulk packaged powders? Many can't be boiled, he says. Right, because it deactivates them or changes them. Yeah. Right, you know, I think... Um you know the chances of you know bacteria or something like that living for a long time in one of those powders, I think, is pretty low. So 
So I, yeah, yeah. I, if hopefully they're a good manufacturer is taking steps. Right, but you know, a lot of times, like a homebrew shop, they'll buy a bulk. You know, it's like uh, the que- the the original question. He's like, I can't find anything less than a twenty two pound sack. Right, and then you know, homebrew shop will buy a twenty two pound sack, and then you know, take a tablespoon out and start scooping it into smaller sacks for the convenience and and uh, you know, helping out their customers. But you know, the worry would be, you know, is is that packaging uh, nice and sanitary? I think most of the homebrew shops would would pay attention to that, knowing that right. you know, it could be an issue. Um, and I think you know, if you're using something that's especially a powder or something like that, it's dry, it's an inhospitable you know right. environment yeah. for for any sort of critter, and you, know, you give them enough time, uh, that'll pretty much kill them off as well. I guess you could. You know, try things like freezing for you know a couple of freezing cycles or things like that. Hmm. I mean, there's okay. there's options there. I, I really wouldn't worry about it. I would I would just go ahead and use it. Okay. Uh, okay. Can you fine in a keg? And if so, do you then just pull off a few pints of beer before drinking, like you would with a hoppy beer, to get those findings out of the bottom? I guess. Yeah, or um, filter. You know, run it through a filter. Um, a, a beer filter. I would have thought a lot of people do just fine in a keg, you know, especially since yeah. we we talk a lot about not doing a secondary, just go right. from primary to a keg and then uh-huh. fine right there. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, with gelatin and Isinglass, yeah, I mean, that's that's common. You just fine right in the keg. Mm-hmm. Um, like it settles to the bottom you, and you just go ahead and drink it. I think it gets a little more And if more you drink any of that, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not going to harm you in any way. Right. So yeah, absolutely. If you're using one of the, you know, the polychlor uh, silica kind of right, things, something then, like that, you might, uh, you know, think about that differently. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a question about uh, not necessarily findings. Uh, After Lab is in the chat, and he says, if you have protein, polyphenols, and other particles in suspension during lagering. Can these particles cause a highly flocculent uh, flocculent yeast to flocculate slower? No. Okay. So they don't really interfere with what the yeast is normally going to do anyway? No. Okay. All right. Very good. And let's see. Just a couple more here. I'm getting through as best I can. Um, I don't know what this chat name is. But he wants to know, uh, what about findings for styles that are cloudy, like Hefs and Belgian Blondes? How would you find something like that, but still keep the cloudiness? Which is interesting to me, because I would think instantly you wouldn't want right. to find it. Right, and uh, I suppose generally you wouldn't. Um, but let's say there's something in particular that you wanted to remove. What you what you need to determine is, you know, whether that's positively, negatively charged, and, you know, what type of finding you would use to remove those things. Certain types of findings are better with certain uh, t- uh, you know are more effective at removing certain things so you'd identify what it is you wanted to remove while leaving behind the other part and then trying to find you know find the appropriate uh, finding yeah there are there are hazers i guess you'd call them um um there are uh, additives you can use to create a, uh, a haze in beer for hefs. Um, I believe it's they're starch based or polyphenol based. I don't know. I've seen them at the, I've seen them at um, 
the Homebrewers Conference. I've seen them at CBC. Um, little little packets that you can add uh, to create haze. Okay. Yeah. And you could so add you it could, back. You could strip it out and then put put that put some of that back right. in. Huh. Haze it up again. <laughs> that does sound interesting. That does sound counterintuitive, but I guess you're right. If you're looking to pull something out and then right, just right. add yeah, back, which yeah, I can't imagine ever adding right. some hazing ingredient. It's <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Huh. One more question. Let me let me get through this, and then uh, we're about done here. Um, uh, one of our guests in the chat room. You know, you're talking about mixing findings in the in the kettle, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. But what about post fermentation findings? Um, is it okay to mix those, like say, biofine, clear, and gelatin? Right, and that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, you might use findings in multiple stages. You know, remove one thing, then remove the other. Generally, if you remove you know, one of the components of haze, um, you know, then the other component is you know not visible and it's not an issue. Okay. Yeah. But, I'd, uh, I'd go for your yeast first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, gentler, and then uh, if you still have a, a haze after that, then you could follow up with a polyclar or, or a yeah. silica. Either pull out the tannins or pull out the uh, proteins. Mm-hmm. Probably tannins first. You know, leave yeah. proteins because proteins have a very important role. I mean, tannins do too, but maybe tannins, and then you know, then maybe it's a starch haze. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah. You, take multiple shots at it all right that'll do it uh from questions from the chat guys excellent that's another good show john uh yeah. and, and obviously a very interesting topic for a lot of folks because uh had a good active uh, chat room yeah yeah it's always good to get your comments and questions yeah. you know what we'll do is uh after listening live we're gonna do a <clears throat> q a show coming up right after this also, uh, make sure you check out the uh, Brewing Network store, brewingnetwork.com slash store. You're going to find all sorts of good things in there, and uh, when you purchase these things, uh, uh, profits go to the bottom line of Brewing Network and keep this kind of programming on the air. So if you enjoy this, in there, buy yourself a couple of shirts, a hoodie, hat, glassware. they got all sorts of great things in there, even books. Uh, they've got the, uh, the wonderful uh, How to Brew by John Palmer. I tell you, it's a, a, a fine book, and uh, you can get uh, signed copies. Uh, I'm not sure. We might still have some signed copies in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well worth it. And uh, you know, you're getting a great book with a lot of. No matter how advanced a brewer you are, I guarantee you, there's going to be something in there that you have not seen before, and uh, uh, well worth well worth the purchase. Thank you. And uh, also support uh, you know our, our other fine sponsors, Blickman Engineering, and. Uh, and uh, adamandeve.com and uh, check out the uh, beerjudgeeducation.com also you can uh, uh, get yourself a subscription to uh, Brew Your Own Magazine and Zymergy just click on the links on the Brewing Network and uh, a portion of the uh, the proceeds go directly to the Brewing Network and, and keep the show on the air so uh, check all that out good stuff and uh, you know they're all deserving of your support because they they are actually supporting you so uh, nice nice things until then I'm Bruce Strong Brew strong, everybody. 